What's up, everybody? It's your girl, KT. And this is Gabby. And this is Building Our Power. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about how the cultural war uh, diverts from the class war. So, uh, Gabby, you want to go ahead and open us up? Go ahead and tell us a little bit about what the cultural war consists of. Yes, how the cultural war distracts us from the class war. Culture war is pretty much uh, just anything that the right brings up that they don't like, that they can say is, a, is an attack on their way of life. So they'll say the war on Christmas, saying happy holidays is an attack on Christian values. Existing as a gay person is an attack on Christian values. Having um, cartoons that have uh, gay parents is an attack. Um, Black Lives Matter t-shirts is an attack. The masks are an attack. So anything they don't like, they weaponize it and, and say that somebody's trying to attack them. It's, it's really a victim-blaming type mentality. But, um, yeah, so that's culture war to me. Right. So we bring this up because uh, we know more recently that we did get stimulus checks. And there is a, a clear uh, line between the upper-class right-wingers and the lower-class right-wingers in how this bill should have been passed. We know that not a single one of these Republican senators uh, or House people voted for the bill. Or no, it was just senators. Voted for the bill. And so we were looking at some statistics, and I believe it was like, 60% of lower-income Republicans were pro the bill, and then it was like 20, 20% of Republicans, upper class, were for the bill. And so this, this kind of like, this talks about the, this, this brings on the conversation of like really Class is a, a great divider when they can all band together and be racist together. They can all band together and say women belong in the in the kitchen, you know. And so, um, yeah, there was more recently another one of the little things that they did, and it was Dr. Seuss. I know a lot of you guys heard about that. And uh, Gabby, what do you what do you think about the the Dr. Seuss issue? Yeah, first of all, before we get on the Republicans, I'd like to call out them white leftist people who were yep. saying, I don't think we should uh, cancel Dr. Seuss because he talked about some good things, and I think it's silly. And I, Well, it's not your place. Golly, mm -hmm. white men always got to bring their opinion into something when nobody's even talking to them. None of this affects them in any way, but they have to be the president of the world and tell everybody their little ugly, stanky opinion with no, uh, no type of nuance or nothing. So, literally... The the uh, Dr. Seuss's own company said we are voluntarily. Nobody tapped them on the shoulder. Nobody put a gun to their head. Said we are voluntarily stopping publishing uh, these six books because they're racist as heck. Literally depicted black people as monkeys. Dr. Seuss literally called us niggas, and he had uh plenty of. Japanese, Chinese stereotypes all up in his books as well. So, uh, if you're trying to defend that, it makes me think you're okay with it. But, 
it was just so funny because this and the Mr. Potato Head thing all came around when the COVID-19 votes was about to start. And the Republicans realized a lot of their base actually wanted the package, but they weren't about to vote for it. So in order to distract them from that fact, they just threw out the fact that, oh, the left canceled Dr. Seuss. Now, I didn't know there was a meeting of people. I don't know when when the meeting was. I wasn't invited when we all decided and said, okay, today we cancel Dr. Seuss, which what does that mean? The man is dead. How do you cancel a dead man? How do you cancel anybody? And then the potato head, which they're still going to be making Mr. Potato Heads. They will also have a just blank potato head where you can make it either way you want to. So they literally turned two non-factors into a huge discourse, probably pumped millions of dollars into pushing these stories so that everybody could be on Facebook fighting or agreeing that the left is so dumb (laughs) and not realize that these Republicans are wanting you to die and don't care if you get another stimulus, don't care if you get evicted, don't care if your lights turn off, don't care if you got food to eat. And that has been the basis of the Republican Party for like a century now. They have no economic policies that benefit the people in any way. The mm-hmm. only thing they run on now is we don't want abortions. We don't want the gay people to get married. They can't say that no more. Now is we don't want trans women playing in women's sports that you didn't care about. You never cared about women's sports ever in your life. And what else? Just a whole That's pretty much it. That's stuff. pretty much it. And, and racism and, and slight racism and uh, right. quote unquote illegal immigrants. So um, that's that's pretty much their tactic. What do you think about it, uh, KT? What do you think about that tactic that they've been using? So what I think is that I think that it, it it's really not going to last forever. Um, there, it's not a good idea. Number one, but number two, it's just it's not going to last forever. You can only uh, so you can only change that narrative of oh well, it's gay people. Well, never mind, it's it's trans people. Well, never mind, it's blah 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 people. And so I think that eventually there's going to be people uh, who are currently on the quote unquote right who are going to realize oh you know what actually I'm more Democrat than I thought I was. Uh, right now, our current Republican Party, I feel like, is very, uh, it's, not, it's not just Republican. It is right-wing extremists. Um, these people are extremists. They are the ones who said, let's get the Capitol. Let's do the Capitol. They, those are the people that are right now senators and House representatives in the U.S. who are quote-unquote Republicans. And so the lower class quote-unquote Republicans are going to end up not, uh, realizing, I feel like by the end of the four years of Joe Biden, that um, they align more with Joe Biden as a Republican than they ever did with Trump. Hmm. I disagree. I guess we're going to have to do a debate. Let's Be- debate it. Just for the simple fact that the Republicans are geniuses. They literally have this to a science. They can take 
anything. They can take Apple coming out with a shoe and turn it into a culture war. They can take anything and turn it into a culture war. They took a potato and turned it into a culture war. Oh, uh, yeah, that's They true. can take anything because that's all they have. Think about it. With Democrats, they have to find the wave of what people are saying, yeah. what's the new trend of me to say I should be for this, I should not be for this. Only thing a Republican has to say, let's think about the, com- the conservative convention they had. Okay. They said culture war, cancel culture 50 billion times. They named the Mr. Potato Head like a thousand times. They said Dr. Seuss about a thousand times. That was it and about Donald Trump and the stolen election. That was it. They have no platform. Bring America back to, bring God back to the schools. Like, it's, it's the same script. It's the same script. And here's the thing about it. As long as America is a white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist society, it's always going to work. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's always going to work. So, now the thing with us has to be, we know that cancel culture is stupid. It's a tool by the right and by men who are abusers and don't want to be called out for it. So how do we engage these conversations? Do we engage these conversations? Do we fall back? Do we try to make a case there's no such thing as cancel culture? How do we address that? Firstly, just for regular liberals and regular men that's on Twitter, and men for the conservative people who are just too far gone, what do you think? I know I put you on the spot, but but what do you think is is a way... To deal with that conversation. I literally, I have no idea. Uh, From my own experience on Twitter, if someone is talking about cancel culture, I say, like, it's not legitimate. Like, sometimes I'll reply, but then sometimes I don't. Um, But if I was to reply, it would definitely be something like, well, it's not legitimate. Uh, Think about, you know... People like R. Kelly. How long did it take him to get canceled? You know what I'm saying? Like, how long, how many um, children's minds did he corrupt before people rallied behind getting rid of him? Um, Cancel culture, and and you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. Even now, there's people who say, well, I'm still going to support R. Kelly. I'm still going to listen to his music and things like that. So, cancel culture doesn't exist. Um, like Like you said, it's definitely just something that they've made up. Uh, to try and, you know, be reactionary almost. I'm saying, my thing is, how do we take hold of that narrative if we see it's going on? How do we, as leftists, grab hold to it and shift it to what we want it to be? Because it's a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted space, if you ask me. I don't, I mean, I don't think you can. I don't know that you can. Even if you did... What, how are, I don't know, like, how would you, how would you switch that back to, well, you need to be pro this, or you need to be anti that, like, I, I don't really, I don't really know how I would do it, how would you do it? I think you can try to go, if somebody's, uh, like, a libertarian, not a libertarian, but somebody's, like, anti-corporate, or they don't trust uh, rich people or something like that, you can really just get to this point. Because there's leftists that think cancel culture is real, which most of the time just white men. But why are you putting all this effort and energy defending a corporation and a multimillionaire? 
corporations and multimillionaires have safety nets to make sure if anything goes wrong, they can hire a PR team and get back on track. You, for yourself, do not have the same luxuries. So while you over here defending them, are they defending you? No. But here, here's what my I thought your question was. I thought the question was, how do we divert the conversation? That's what I'm saying. No, listen. What, how do we divert the conversation around uh, right-wingers who are like anti-Mr. Potato Head or pro-Mr. Potato Head and switch it to be a leftist point of view where no one cares? Like, how, how do you divert that? That's what that? I was telling you. That's what I was telling you. You go from that angle. Like, if my daddy came and said, ain't it crazy? He hasn't because, I mean, it's stupid. It's the most stupidest Examples. Exactly. But if people was like, ain't that crazy they changing Mr. Potato Head? I would say, Daddy, why does it matter? You do not have children. You're not for the body to it. And also, we're spending all this time debating about a plastic piece of toy. When in reality, these corporations are paying people pennies. Not paying taxes, getting away with murder. I'm not defending nobody. If you make, if you, if you put yourself out of it, which I understand defending at a certain point. Like I will say, uh, Doctor Seuss was racist. He don't need to have his books published. But ultimately, I really don't care. So I think taking it out of that, out of the culture war discussion, into a broader thing can help. Possibly, I think. Um, it gets more difficult when it comes to things like about actual people, like trans women playing in uh, sports and uh, gay people existing and stuff like that. And, you know, with that, I, I don't know the most diplomatic way to say it, but more than likely I'll just tell them because nine times out of ten it's men, but a lot of times it's women. And with women, I can go another way. But for everybody, generally, I'm just like, when is the last time you went to a female sporting event? Ever. When is the last time you went to a female college basketball game, a softball game? When is the last time you went to the WNBA? Do you know who plays in the WNBA? Why do you care? If the people in the establishment, the teammates, the coaches, everybody is okay with it. Nobody has any problems. Why are you doing this? Oh, because you're bored or because you're unhappy with your life and you need somebody to S-H-I-T on because your boss is a mess. You working 13 hours a day and you feel like you'll never accomplish anything and you're worthless piece of of S-H-I-T. So really, you need to find your own purpose in life and stop worrying about what other people are doing. So <laughs> you didn't have to roast them like that. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, it is true. It's that I think about like, um, I remember I used to be on Facebook all the time and I'll never forget because this is when I got kicked out of one of, um, what was it? What's it? Stud Empire. So there's this group on Facebook. It's called Stud Empire. Anyway, it's, it's a bunch of like queer lesbians, uh, specifically black lesbians on there. So anyway, uh, the story is that this is when always decided, Hey, we're no longer going to be featuring, um, 
women, quote unquote, presenting people or the woman symbol on the box. No one in their entire life has ever looked at that box and seen the woman symbol on it. Ever. No one cared about that woman symbol. Everybody was like, well, I don't really care. I just go in there and I just get my stuff. Like, that's really all it's about. Like, if you're on your period and stuff like that, it doesn't matter. You just go, you get your box, and you get out. And so, anyway, the the Stud Empire group, they were having the conversation around that. And they were so transphobic. They were so freaking transphobic. And I just remember, like, constantly having to be in that group and, like, constantly having to call people out about their transphobia. So I just want to say, if you're transphobic, F yourself and die. Girl, then again, you didn't say how you can uh, change the narrative. But I think most of, some, of the, some of this stuff has to deal with people's, like I said, their own insecurities within themselves. Something that I've noticed, we're going off, but something that I noticed is a lot of cis women now speaking up against trans women. And to me, that seems like mm, you got some internal things that you're dealing with. Are you thinking that trans women are going to take your place? Are you thinking, what are you thinking? Why is it your business? I don't know. I think that, honestly, a lot of that comes from the thought that uh, I mean, our entire culture, think of uh, U.S. culture in and of itself. It's just full of evangelical Christianity. And so we've been had this thought in our brain that, like, hey, being trans is wrong. And, hey, being this is wrong. Like, I think a lot of that discourse um, comes from relig- Christianity and religion in and of itself. But... But, so, like, no, the people you was on that, that was queer. Those were queer people. Yes, but they were also very religious because whenever you talk about, like, why do you feel this way? Why do you think trans women are not women? Or why do you think that this person shouldn't be out there playing a sport that they want to play? Um, their thought was always like, well, I just don't agree with that. And, you know, that's even, like, it's even as simple as, um, like, that that girl that I was messaging the other day, like, for a date or whatever from a dating website. And I said they, as in, like, my partner, they. And um, she just completely went off the rails. Oh, because I said the word they for somebody instead of she, he. And it's just like, it, it's ingrained in their brain to be transphobic. And how do you divert from that? How do you get away from that? You can't because it's ingrained in them from birth through Christianity, through schooling, through literally everything. The world is binary in regards to that. But, but I, And I think it's also that people need somebody to oppress. Everybody needs somebody to oppress. In a hierarchical system, everybody needs somebody to oppress. So for queer black women, literally at the bottom of the totem pole, the only other person to oppress is a trans woman. Literally. Trans men are a little bit above you in the hierarchy because they can present as as a cis man. Trans women are the only people. So when we talk... Roll it back to capitalism. When you're in a society where you're getting oppressed from all ends, you do like the Romans do. So you're going to uh, try to oppress trans women. You're going to try to oppress your children. Yeah. All because 
this world is terrible, which it is, but we have to break this cycle of having to oppress. And sometimes we're not conscious about it, but majority of the times we are conscious about it. So we, But we can't allow that to happen because we can't progress like that. We just can't. And I don't want to talk about the Kurt Franklin thing. But we got to do better about our children because when I say we are literally ingraining, you're right, you're, you're getting them ready for the real world. You're showing them that uh, people that are in positions of power can exploit you and do whatever they want to you, and you're not allowed to resist, you're not allowed to protest, you're not allowed to organize and speak up about it. So they grow up, and they're scared to form unions, they're scared to speak up to their boss, they're scared to, to, to open up their political imagination because it's been beat out of them as children. Right. Yep. Well... We kind of went off the rails, but uh, that's our lives. Right. We yeah. are we are queer people, so, like, obviously that's our lives. But, you know, tying it back around to the cultural war versus the class war, um, just know that the cultural war that is happening on the right and which is slowly trying to bring itself over here to the left, um, it's a distraction, not only is it a distraction, but it takes away from what we need to do and how we need to do it. All right. So that's pretty much it. Gabby, do you have anything else you'd like to add uh, before we wrap up this episode? Yes, I do. And Memphis, we have, well, not me, but this uh, woman by the name of LJ, along with some other people, have uh, created a community fridge where people are able to... Uh, put food in there and people anybody who needs it is able to get food out so i will put the link in the description if you'd like to donate to them with also some information about what they're doing because i think that's a really really good idea and they're trying to put refrigerators everywhere but right now they just have one but uh definitely support that um yeah i this this stuff just burns me up kt wants me to get off so i'm gonna hurry up and get out this has been building our power. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. Hit building our power up at building our PWR. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like and share with a friend if you enjoyed it. And we're out.